Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Girl at Arena. This week, we have an honest discussion on the current state of the Mariners. We discuss 3-1 loss to Perth, and we rush through everything else the split round has to offer. I'm Jimmy, and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you guys? Hello. Gentlemen. Good, thanks. It's been a while. It's been three weeks, I think. What do we call the layoff? Boredom. The <laughs> the uh, two-thirds of the season hiatus? No, we were just having <laughs> a split round, weren't we? Yeah, it was just another split round, but then... We were doing our own split round, is that exactly. what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of us a split round, we'll have a week off, but um, it just... Last week we just couldn't be bothered, could we? We were trying to bring ourselves. Well, to the week do it was it. after the the win, I should say. We had a split from our team for a week. The result that was a win. Bizarrely, we thought we <laughs> it didn't feel the like result a win. that was a win. <laughs> we thought we could possibly talk about two wins in a row this week, but how did that go? Yep, not to be, of course. Worked out all right if you include Sunday. Pray for everyone that stayed up till midnight to watch that. Mm. I fell asleep after 25 minutes And then I woke up at half time I thought, nah <laughs> <laughs> Nah Nope Yeah, no, it's, it's been uh, I watched it in the morning though so. It's been it's been hard to be motivated though Just If painful. we're all honest, isn't it? It's It's been hard to be motivated to come and do this Because <clears throat> there's, not, there's not a lot of positivity to go on about No, ev- even the win in the bay When we scored, I was I just sat there. I didn't move a muscle when we scored. The second half was just full of just like whatever, me. Yeah, I said on the forum, um, you know, any any other season, when you're playing that bad and you win, you know, it's something to be celebrated. You can show the rest of the comp that, hey, look, guys, even when we play poor, we can win. But we were just the lesser shit team out there that night. That's against, what I thought against as well. Wellington. It was just a, we were less poor than the opposition, and that's why we won. Mm. I moved when we scored to the edge of my seat for the rest <laughs> of the game. And the first I still time got a season. line across my butt, I think, from sitting on the edge of my seat because you know it was uh, even after the final whistle, I wasn't sure if we were going to win. Mm. <laughs> the, the, fat, the fat lady had sung, but you were still wondering if we're going to lose. <laughs> it was at, it was utter gash. It was it was weird. It was a weird. It was such thing. a weird atmosphere, wasn't it? We mm. didn't make it easy. I don't think I've ever felt like that walking out of a game before, and but after a win as well. And yeah, after a win, I don't know if I've walked out going, I don't even really care for some reason. But even in even when you play locally, I, I've found that if if we've won and I've had a bad game, you know, so you get you get that sort of feeling where oh yeah, we won, but you know, probably mm. could have done better. And there's other games where you lose and you're like, oh, I had a you know, decent game. And I think that was th- that was one of those moments where you're walking out going, yeah, it's three points, but, you know, it's against last place. Mm. And I, I think it feels like that because we're, as always with us the last three or so years, we've hopes pretty much all that we've got. <laughs> and we're trying to hold on to some sort of hope that we're still going to make the six. And... When you win a game in that style, that's not convincing against the team that's below you that you probably should be thrashing that we have thrashed earlier in the season away from home. This was going to be my walkout song, by the way. When you walk out, it's not good. 
It's not good when you win in that style. I think Mara knows this one. That's a good choice. <laughs> no, Mara? The word miracle <laughs> springs to mind. That's it. We can make the six. This was the, the third guy in Genesis. The, the, the fourth one did nothing. This is Mike and the Mechanics. The other song's rubbish that they did. I think it's called Living Years. Oh, we. <laughs> I, I just needed the chorus to hear to actually know what the song was. We need more than a miracle at this rate. No, all we need to do is beat all five of the remaining teams and pray like buggery. Hmm. And five wins in a row to finish the season. It's on. Hmm. But we haven't lost against Sydney and we haven't lost against Victory Morrow. No. Don't even want to start with <laughs> positivity. Statistically, Stay what positive, our chances guys. are at this point because they're not good. Look, I just want to apologise to listeners. You know, this is not going to be a fun show. If you came here looking for a positive podcast, you're not going to get it. Okay, go, go and listen to the Fox Football podcast. Oh, wait. Yeah, come on, listeners. What... what can we do our raw material is 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 nah well said but yeah back to that back to that win win yeah um that was the most did anyone else feeling that any, I've ever had after all so a was win it just ever. me or i know a couple of people in the bay felt the same way but um well we've read a lot of things after that game and i think the sentiment is Pretty, pretty well out there. Yeah. That's how a lot of people felt after that game, after a win. And then when you throw in the result on the weekend um, and then the potential results up until our next or well, our last two home games, um, I mean, what was what was the crowd for the next game? Four? Or, 4 sorry, sorry, no, 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 no. What was the announced crowd for that game? 4,900 4, odd, wasn't 4, it? 4,900 mm. or something. And yeah. I mean, that's a stretch. I don't, I don't think that is totally related because didn't the Wanderers get 6,000 the following day? Oh, yeah. So, it's, so I mean, it's league-wide. Thing, it's league-wide, but it looks worse when it's us. Yeah, but I thought what spoke volumes um, for us was that uh, if you take a look at the few times, very few times, that we've had an opportunity to take a family photo after the game, there were a lot of people... Oh, that bay was empty. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there. there are a lot of people in the Sydney game. There are a lot of people, I think it was a... The Perth a, game, the yeah. Perth at home yeah, game. Yeah, there was a lot of people there. In this one, I'm there. <laughs> Did you go? It was like half a bay, wasn't it? Well, so I was lame. walking by, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it was just conveniently right there, <laughs> ready to go. Mate, there hasn't been very many chances, so, you know. But I, th- I think that's the most concerning thing with, with where we're at because no matter how – I know it's sort of league-wide, like you said, with the Wanderers – getting the low crowd and there was low crowds for the derby and blah, blah, blah. But no matter what else has ever happened in the league, we've always had that core Five probably 6,000, 6,500 6, maybe at a stretch that have always come no matter the results, no matter the result the week, the week before, no matter how we were going. And then that next game, it just dropped right off. Mm. And that's a serious worry because if, that, if we keep on getting crowds that are under five, even – slightly above that we're just burning money yep. and yep. that throws us into <clears> a bigger pit <clears throat> Do you know, it just I, makes the hole bigger 
There's a lot of people I've spoken to that have said, you know, if if the team aren't going to put in the effort, then I'm not going to put in the effort. And, you know, under Wormsley, our players were rubbish. And that's why we finished the way we did. But, I don't know, at least you could tell that most of them put in some effort. I don't know what is it. I don't know it's an old trope and you want to win and it's 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 cliche to say, look, I just want the boys to put in, you know, effort. Mm. And to me, it doesn't look like they're doing that anymore. They've just given up on the season. Well, for me, a player that epitomises that is De Silva. Like, what what's going on with him? He, ever since we were talking about it just before we started recording, but what has gone on with De Silva? He's gone to the... Oli Roos, and he's come back, and he's just gone downhill. He scored. He doesn't the, look he, that interesting. He scored the goal against Wellington. To be fair to him, but other than that, he's what's he done? Is he's it the just, system not working with him though? I don't think so. I is think the me? players. Have, I feel for me, it feels like the players have given up now that finals is out out of reach. I don't know about that and De Silva, but to me, De Silva came back from that under twenty threes, looking like he was. Half done, and uh, and the same thing the happened. One. Arzani, yeah, Arzani was reported similarly, and uh, that's how they looked. I, I don't get it really, because meanwhile, while they were over there, we had Milicic in the press talking about how they would be returned to their clubs in the same condition as they went. But I don't think he was. It just doesn't look that way. No, I think I think the confidence was there in the team up until about halfway through the season, even though the results still weren't going well, there was still a very realistic chance that we were probably that we could make the six if we got our act together. But the back half of the season, while the performances haven't really got any better, nothing seems to have improved. I think the confidence has just gone just straight out of the slow. squad. Yeah, going it's very forward, slow. It's slow. Like, you can... I know it's easy to sit on... I, on the sidelines or, you know, watch at home on telly. But you can just pick passes out. You can pick out numerous passes where the players, all they have to do is just get their head up. And just, it's just there, mate. And how many, times, 10 in the, meters. how many times in the Perth game were there terrible passes that went straight to the opposition? How many times did we turn the ball over in midfield and give them a counter-attack? It's it felt, true. It, it felt like it was constant in the first half. Constantly turning over the ball and then being caught out of position. Constantly. That's true, but the thing that to me has changed, I don't know if we're acknowledging it or not yet, but all year long, if we have our foreigners all playing and all at 100%, we're a competitive team. Down two foreigners, I think so far this season, we've scored a point when we had two foreigners in the team. And what's noticeable is that now all of those players who were going to be the solution when we weren't quite good enough eight weeks ago before Christmas um, have all been given a chance to be the solution now. We were calling for Trent to be out there. We were calling for Scapettis to get a starting spot. We were calling for a lot of things. But now our depth has really been exposed as being so thin that we... Not competitive, and we only had two foreigners in this, and we've struggled to have foreigners in our team persistently, and that hurts us. Because a striker uh, of Scapetis's quality isn't going to do much without the auxiliary players around him. I don't want to. No. I don't want to be harsh to the kid, 
but that's what he is. And I don't agree with the assessment. Skepetis's quality. The kid has played what four or five A League games. Not, four he's of not which the were with solution. Us. He could no. be part of the solution. No. with a decent exactly you know, like with the foreigners that, that we had or could have had. Um, but as soon as we don't have that, then not only can't we compete in our final third, but we're not a, we weren't really competing the way we have in the past in our back third either, which is why we're leaking goals. So, and it's even worse when we haven't got one foreigner, say in Hiario, who's been injured, and we're not really sure what's going on with her things. Um, but then you've got Brahma out there who. He looks just really frustrated and not very happy. And I think I said this sort of a month and a half ago. He's really struggling to wear the brunt of the responsibility without Hiadia out there. And I think he's finding out it's not the holiday that he maybe thought it was going to be. It's definitely tough. And I, I can, I can seriously see him trying to get out of his contract at the end, at the end of the season. So you think he's he thought that. Australia's A-League was going to be a bit yeah. less tough. Yeah, I think he thought he was going to come here for a, to play some football and have a little bit of a holiday. And I think... Because you can just... Even the stupid things he's done, like the red card, mm. like that tackle yeah, that's frustration, was, I think. If, that was all frustration. If he had have done that tackle on, on anyone in this room, <clears> he would have got a smack in the mouth straight away. Like, I don't know what was going through his head, but he just looks like... Now, he looks like he doesn't want to be here. He certainly hasn't been able to deliver what we thought was his capability when he came here. And it, and it, getting back to where we started with the fan thing, it's pushed... This What's different about the lack of fans this year is once upon a time we struggled to get new fans into the game. We found it difficult to expand on that core group that you're talking about. Mm. What's going on now is hardened fans, and not just ours either, other clubs as well, are walking away and saying, you know, it's just not worth it. It's just too hard to go down to the game. I couldn't be bothered or... Um, and, and that's what's really missing now is people who have been around for a long time and have been, you know, heavily into their team, they're not into it at the, the moment. A-League I didn't attract that many um, old fans of the NSL. attracted some new fans that were diehard football but not necessarily had an NSL team. And now those fans are starting to turn their back on on the game. Yeah. And we didn't attract anyone over from... Well, we might have got some from NRL and... That's AFL, what we were saying before, wasn't it? Yeah. The problem is is that it's not fair weather fans that have gone. It's the hardcore of the hardcore fans that are starting to question why they go every week. And a lot that's of a, That's a big fans. problem. And active fans are the, and one of the main parts of that <coughs> as well. For people out there to call the, the fans that are leaving now fair weather fans... Go f*** yourself. <laughs> Aggressive, but I'll allow it. Um, we need a beep I've for got, that one. I've got better shit to do now. Seriously. <laughs> well, I mean, well, let's be let's be straight. You're about to get married. Yeah. You're, you're I'm just Sydney, about to have Sydney a kid. At home. And I was considering purchasing a box for that night. Mm. And after the last, I think, it's four or five games, I thought, yeah, and I'm not going. Yeah. You're about to get married. Um I potentially won't be here next season, which leaves you two to run the podcast, maybe, if Jimmy has other things he has to do. Um, Rest in peace, I mean, podcast. But it's, but it's gotten to the point, especially with us, that... I might do it from home. <laughs> that, um, the good old days. The good old days. I hope you still have that bag cover. I love it. Um, I mean, it's gotten to the point where things outside of football it take priority over doing the extra things. Like, I mean... 
all in this room, Aaron, you're a volunteer. The other th- three of us have had things to do with the Yellow Army for a few seasons now. The You don't necessarily want to put in that extra effort or and money. Go, go that yeah, extra money. step and money, Lots a lot of, of money. money. What you used to do is you would mash your lifestyle in order to make sure that you were, were at the things that you th- wanted to be at because the power of your team was enough to drag your sorry butt tired or mm. whatever to I've wherever it was. I've worked my last 11 years of my life around the Mariners. Yeah. And yeah. I can't see myself doing that anymore. Well, it just chips away and chips away, and then it just gets a bit too hard. And if there's any, I'm not going. Twelve the wrong, years, twelve years. Maybe. It's the wrong thing to call it an excuse. But the, if there are any other diversions, and, I, and I'm as bad as anyone else at it, because you know I've got a, a relatively new granddaughter, and that's much more fun. Yeah, she doesn't mm. stiff me every Saturday. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, yet. I'm I sure she'll be blanking me before she knows it. But <laughs> I will never not go to games for as long as I'm here. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with agree with not going to games, but I understand that viewpoint. I mean, if you've had enough and you don't want to go anymore, then That's your fine. choice. That's entirely up to you. But I will always go. But in I'll terms go, of but yeah, in terms of that extra that going that extra yeah. mile, the extra effort, getting there three hours early, that's becoming less and less of a priority for me with the way things are going. But if there's a special event on I'll, I'll go to that now because I've, I've not gone to certain family events and stuff like that mm. to suit Mariners games. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure there's thousands of those types of people out there as well. It's like what we've, we've put in so much extra work for TIFOs, like how we were getting there two, two and a half hours before the game with streamers. We'd set up streamers in the bay for Or spending three entire spending, weekends before doing the TIFO. Yeah, <laughs> spending money on the inflatables, spending money on the streamers, just trying to get some some sort of active going for the game. But once you sort of put in that effort for so long and you feel like there's no reward, then why do you, why would you keep going? Because that's how I sort well, of feel. Y- yeah, look, you always have to be there for your team, but... Yeah, how much effort you put in while you're there? Like, yeah, all we because we used to like we we didn't just turn up. We were actually doing something there mm. before the game. Obviously, we've got the pregame, but now it's just like I don't need to turn up two hours before a game. I just want to get there, watch the game, go and then go home. Well, <laughs> the lowest common denominator is showing up and sitting there and watching. And yeah. a lot of the people that you know have a go at Yellow Army for not singing are those people. Mm. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm going to do. That annoys is, me. All I'm going to do now is just do exactly what you do. Is sh- not pointing, not pointing at you. You pointed Luke. straight at me, mate. I, by accident. <laughs> I'm just going to just show up now and, you know, do the minimum requirement. That's what, that's what we've said to but people, isn't it? Is that we're not we're not there for your entertainment. We don't have to. We don't have to be active, but More we choose to be. To say, I think a large slice of those people, maybe a thousand. 2,000 people overall maybe are missing. Maybe up to 1,000 of those people are people who would actually contribute to the atmosphere in some positive way. Mm. So that has disappeared from the stadium. Speaking of atmosphere... The we sing for yellow thing. That, yeah. that Knicks game, um, Josh and I were in the bay. Moro, Luke, can you tell me what the atmosphere was to you that game? Dead. There wasn't... I'd, well, there wasn't There one. wasn't really yeah, one. There wasn't one. Do you know what I picked up on? <laughs> A lot more people were just sitting there and talking to each other. They weren't actually watching the game. 
Yeah, I agree. We just st- we that. stood in the bay, and usually you could, you know, it was all the Canwell lads, the Eggies. Eggies no, not, team. not even just that. Usually, we, if we're in the bay, it's a bit quieter in general. Everyone's until, chanting until we're, until we're singing. But um, on that specific game, we just sort of sat there and listened for a bit, and the you could pick sound. up conversations the, the whole way around the stadium. Because it's it's become a social event because you almost go with the expectation that you're not going to win. And it's almost like you only go just to see your mates. The yeah. slice of the and fans the, that the, are going the, the just win for is the sake. Reward yeah. at the it's end. It's larger. Mm. It's a big slice of fans that are just going for the social mm. event and the occasion mm. and to go out with their mates. That slice of the well, fans. Well, that's how it started, isn't it? Is larger. You, you find people that support the Mariners and you become friends. That's how everything's happened here. Mm. We're doing the pod. You all three find of you. People. I didn't know you five. I didn't know all you three five years ago. Mm. I've only it's met you through, through the Mariners. Mariners. Yeah. But you're together, your passion rises. So when you're a, when you're a then. newbie, then your level of passion is you know rising. You, you, you're getting interested. You're understanding how the match day works. You're figuring out what it is that's good about the team not not much happening there at the moment but that's what you're doing as a new fan what's disappeared is fans who actually were already contributing but who don't want to go there and feel embarrassed frustrated humiliated whatever other adjectives can be used to describe um, not getting results that we think we should deserve they're the same 2,000 people who are taking I think that's a good point though is that maybe you could you could almost say maybe some people are embarrassed to say that they follow the club because of how poor we've been how poor we've been the last four years I I don't feel that way I sort of embrace the shitness (laughs) that's that's what we all do that's what we all do but is there a few is there a few people around that don't come to games anymore because they're embarrassed about the club no I I think it's pure frustration to be honest like you pay all that money to go to a game and they play like you know, not good. <laughs> yes, yeah. not good's the polite way. So earlier, think of a nice word. Earlier in the season, we were bucking the trend with the crowds, and I think the reason for that was that we did do reasonably well with new people being added, and at that time we hadn't really burned off the rusted-on fans that we have now burned. Well, off. the signings in the squad on paper looked good, like good enough to well, challenge enough the to, good teams, you but. Know, it just in there hasn't turned out that way. Yeah, so so over time, though, that has just diminished, and that is the money that has walked out the door of Mike's um, collections. Mm. You know, those 2,000 people who are not at that game the other night, they're the $60,000 that didn't go into the gate takings, mm. and that's the reason that we didn't have a... Um, we didn't spend more Would money in January. Would those people already be ma- members, though? So they've already got the money, theoretically. Some of them might be, but I think what's missing is large slices of ticket-buying people. Um, I, not I, everybody who's passionate is a member. I would hate to see the number of walk-ups for our last five home games. It'd be... Honestly, I reckon it'd, it'd be less than 500. Mm. We've had the Wanderers since then. Well, excluding them. But then on the other because hand... Because they're away fans. On the other hand, you can say that membership is at a record high. Which is mm. yeah, but how many of strange those to me? But the three and six game members. memberships, yeah, that's what I want to know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how many of that six thousand two hundred or whatever it was are full season. Well, didn't we break seven thousand this season? Mm. Oh, it was seven thousand. Yeah. Was yeah. it? Yeah. And seven. didn't Sean did Sean tell us in a previous pod that it was something in the order of three and a half to four thousand that were full I think season it was memberships? Four, yeah. yeah, so and that's not. A lot. So that's 4,000 members, and then going to the Wellington crowd, you'll say 900 walk-ups. So that's not good. No. I mean, we're all, we're, we're, the three of us are all pretty much in the same boat. It's We've all been here from the start, just about. And I mean, I started going to games when 
Josh the, didn't. Josh didn't. No, um, I was ben, a, hashtag bandwagon. Bandwagon. Um, <laughs> yeah, bandwagon the championship season. <laughs> um, I well, I was what eleven, I think, when the league started, eleven or twelve, and then so the three of us are all foundation. Moral was fifty members. Shut up. <laughs> We've all been here. We've, My like, daughter was eleven. I don't know. It just, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just makes me really sad because I feel like the club that's been pretty much a part of just about my whole life. I honestly feel like it's slipping away, unless something pretty drastic gets done in the next six to twelve months. It's too long to expect people who rusted on or not, mm. and, just, and we are rusted on. It is too long. Three years of hard labour. Newcastle aside, three years of hard labour is too much. You could say it's four years. Enough of the work in progress crap. Yeah, like it's I been mean, a work in progress for a few years. Well, it's not good enough. I have no problem with the this work, year in isn't a work in progress. While ever the incline continues to be in the right direction, mm. but there's absolutely no chance that the incline continued this year. In fact, it feels we've to me worse. like we were promised something that never got delivered and into the bargain we've been average. And worse still, it's almost there's almost a sense that, that uh, at that the owner worse with maybe thinks that's acceptable. The owner, I think the owner has pissed all the fans off as well with mm. what Mike said and hasn't delivered. Well, for and me, then it's also what he hasn't with said. With Ocon. It's what he hasn't said. Yeah, he, yeah. Hasn't, he, hasn't hasn't to, he used to talk too much and now he doesn't talk enough. He mm. hasn't explained to us why it is that we continue to endure this. Why, uh, look, look, we can all use whatever excuses about the downturn of the A-League and all of that other stuff, but this is a you know customer... Mm entertainment industry and we're customers in the entertainment industry we're not being entertained so when how long until we are going to get that level of entertainment that we expect we seemingly not as far away from it as some might think like i genuinely believe we're probably only half a million bucks away from um being genuinely competitive but half a million dollars seems like a hell of a lot at the moment i know I know it's an old trope where you say, you know, you've got to spend money to make money. I don't know how successful that would be in the A-League, just with the general rot of the league at the moment. The term no. make money in the A-League should be separated by at yeah. least hemispheres. What is it? You don't, you don't get in football to make money. You can't. You can't. You've got to be in football to be a part of the enjoyment No, but it. I think what that would relate to is, you, you know, spend money on decent players to get an attractive brand of football to get people through the gates. So that you can minimise the amount that you're losing, exactly. never to make money. No, yeah, but um, I the don't. I don't think having a decent team and playing decent football would necessarily get that many people through the gates. Just because the way the A League is at the moment this year, to be fair, that is that, that is the primary thing that I think is wrong. That the two things are that there's clear disorganisation at the top, and that that has you know flowed down all the way to the bottom. And on top of that, the idiots have implemented this VAR that just persistently drives us away from the game. Oh, well, it worked once in our game on the weekend. <laughs> it doesn't... It probably did, but it doesn't really matter if it works or it doesn't work. It's the damage that it does to oh, the yeah. spectacle yeah, yeah, and to yeah, the yeah. interest and to the motivation. And Yeah, you score a goal and you're just not sure whether to celebrate or not because it could be taken away from you. We were better That's off arguing about the relative merits of it over the water cooler on a Monday instead of supposedly adjudicating on it instantaneously only to get it wrong most times. Spend whatever money we spent on VAR on more 
referees slash improving the current ones. Advertising as here, well. Here. Uh, the advertising and the marketing has been piss poor for a while with the A League. I think. I think what they had the you've got to have a team thing. That was last year, which Yoshi, was last season, and they've used it again this year. Yeah, it's just but lazy. A, it's like a watered down version. Yeah, it's lazy. Yeah. Why? Why can't they do a well, we've, we've, better advertisement? We've heard that the FFA, Greg O'Rourke, said to a lot of the clubs that we need you guys to help us market this thing. How backwards is that? With the way the the I league is I currently can, set up, how I can understand is that? a little bit where each club would sort of target their local environment. Oh, for sure. They need to run their own race, but when the money supposedly comes from the top down... Yeah, yeah. This five games before the end of a season where the only things that I've noticed occur in this season have been the crap that is football administration, the Congress, and the VAR. Can anyone else remember anything that the FFA has contributed to football this year other than those two things? Oh, hang on. They've also contributed a shit draw... Rubbish split rounds that don't actually have a purpose, from what I can tell. Yeah, no benefit. What, what's the point of split rounds? I don't Legal understand. Legal smokies now, apparently. What's Legal smokies, but don't swear or we'll ban you for 12 months. Legal smokies will definitely fix it. That's a smoke bomb. And Mate, they're going to run away after that. I think that they've been... The smoke. I think the FFA have been persisting with some illegal smokies because that's the only <laughs> explanation for their stupidity. Got him. That's, that's like one that's of the good. last things I, like I wanted. Oh, I like yeah. that. I mean, we're pointing at a whiteboard. I mean, There's a magical whiteboard that's appeared yeah. in our we recording can't, studio. We can't talk about half the things that are on there <laughs> uh, that somebody's written, but can confirm that it wasn't me that wrote it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, but where, where, honestly though, where do you think in the next six months? Where do you think we're at? Don't worry about the league, but where do you think we're at? I think we're apart from Wellington. We're exactly where we should be. Mm. Deserve to be? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Um, thank God for Wellington that we're not last. I was literally yeah, just mean, about to say, w- w- Nick's in, Nick's because in. they're the definitely only ones that finish behind us. Definitely Nick's in. <laughs> don't don't kick the Nick's out, please. Um, but we were, we were talking about this on Sunday, uh, about we're, we're in a very catch-22 position with where we're at, because Ocon's contract is up at the end of the season. Oh, are we talking about this now? Okay. Hmm? Well, this is going <laughs> The performance... <clears throat> on performance, you wouldn't renew his contract, would you? No. Fuck no. So, However... Yeah, go. So, there's a... People are saying, look, are you Ocon in or Ocon out? And well, I'm going to have to say I've got splinters because I'm sitting on the fence. Now, Ocon out for his shit tactics and lack of plan B. Ocon in... Because he attracts decent players. Mm. And yeah. I think there's an argument to be made. If he was sacked, then we're back to square one. I think we one. would lose quite a few players. You lose yeah. lose players and we're back to square one. And we've got to build build up again. It yeah. would take us a couple of years to recover, which, which is what we we've been have, doing for the we last... We don't have a couple of years, trust me. We don't have a couple of years at all. I mean, we, we know 100% there's been a player or two that's said to someone, if Ocon goes... Then they won't be here. Yeah, massive, so massive catch. If Ocon goes, and their players in one-year contract. Yeah, yeah. So, so, if so they're all waiting to find out the answer to yeah, that question. Exactly. And yes. so, I mean, are they 
really playing for a contract? Are they really trying that hard up until the end of the season? I mean, if I think well, the, the, the players that are playing the are the ones that would want him in, yes, and the ones that are on the bench would probably wouldn't mind seeing him go. Yeah, because I mean, if he goes, we lose probably four, five players that go. Are we, are we naming names of that who go, said what? No, they go no, purely because. <laughs> Because he's not here, because they came to the club because he convinced them to come here. And, I mean, whether it's a case of he gets poached by somebody else, I mean, there's all this stuff about him potentially going to Sydney. When I, What? I can't... Where's that come from? I, I mean, I can see the plan that he's trying to implement would maybe work at a Sydney where you've got almost an endless pit of money and quality players, but... I don't know. I don't think he fits. I don't think he fits that club for some they don't reason. Need, they don't need him. They've no. already got a I mean, pretty solid centre-back pairing. And Boyce has been signed for two or three years, I think. Yeah, Wilco's out of contract, though, I think. Steve Corrick has been there for seven or eight years, I think. Basically, as an apprentice, he seems the most obvious choice to take over Arnie when he well, leaves. He's been there since day one at the club. Yeah, yeah but he's been, he's been sort of retired for that long, basically serving yeah. his apprenticeship. So I can't see him going there. So I... I think it's a case of us not renewing. I mean, he may he may still go to the Wanderers because there's a lot of talk about Gombau straight swap for not being there potentially. Would Gombau then, come here? I mean, you reckon? No, I don't reckon he probably would. Probably not. I mean, and then that's where the catch twenty two comes into it. But we're back to square one. We're back with a new coach. Back with the worldwide search. Yeah, we're back with a new coach. New players. New players, and we're we we are where we are a season and a half ago. Wouldn't you think that Yolik would move up? He or would may. he go with Ocon? Mm. The, th- the thing is, look, I don't know if they're going to listen to this or not, but we're using your surnames because it's easier. The contingency. If, let's let's say that that in world football, the coach gets the sack, the, the assistant coach becomes the coach as a caretaker. That's not always roughly, but on percentages, that would be the common <coughs> practice. Yeah. What's the contingency if, if we if that's not what we do? That's how Moss got the job. I think you can expect that the next port of call is probably Sully. So if you'd like Ivan to be our coach... I'm out. ...or Sully to be our coach... Tap out. <laughs> ...then that's what I think we face immediately. And then we need to find a coach. And once we find that coach, that coach needs to find players that he can hire on contracts that last longer than a year... The players that will be at risk will be the players that were bought by Paolo. So our two holding midfielders, probably Danny De Silva, possibly uh, Bardo, um, Golek. These are the kind of players that are gonna, you know, they're the they're the key to our team. And mm. so if they were the ones that that were leaving, then you know, and say say an Ivan Yolich takes again. over permanently, what? kind of players is he going to is will will he attract because of who he is this is my argument against rookie coaches if we're not going to develop them properly yeah. and then who are we going to be able to afford to pay enough to come here that is a good name that will be able to attract good players because we're not going to spend stupid amounts of money on a coach which is not because we haven't in years 
No, we've been clear about the fact that what we think we're doing is we're going to develop coaches. And, and I think we've been doing this since Arnie, haven't we? Didn't, isn't that what we did with Arnie? Yeah. We were yep. not that positive about bringing Arnie here. I was definitely sceptical. Well, after the failed Asian Cup appearance. Yeah. And so we, you know, he, I don't know whether or not he developed himself or, or uh, he had help with his development. We know he spent some time with um, uh, experienced coaches in other codes that probably helped him along his way with, with his own styling. Um, but since then, through Moss, through Wormsley, and now through Ocon, it's not clear to me what we've actually done to improve those coaches, even though we have said that that's, we're hiring a cheap coach uh, or a relatively uh, low-cost coach that we're developing. We, we develop players and we develop coaches, but I haven't seen any evidence of that, and it seems like for the third time in a row we now want to get rid of a coach before we've really... Mm. Um, and but the thing is, we're, we're already in a... Like, in English football... If if the team is not performing, you sack the coach, mm. you sack the players that aren't performing, and you get new ones because you've got enough money. There's that much money in the game mm. that, that that's what you do. In, if possible, you might even get rid of the owner because you can possibly have some alternatives to some owners. Here, though, we've got so little money. Yeah, but how long do you give the coach it over It would there, take though? us even longer to recover. Well, that, that's well, up coaches to the in, Coaches in lower leagues, they, they'll go four games without a win and they'll get sacked. Because yeah. no, coaches will say, look, we're going to play this type of football. I'm going to bring in my players and then sign them on, say, two, three-year contracts. And then they get shafted at <clears throat> after not performing for, say, ten matches because they haven't had time to implement their type of style of football That's what yet. happened at Palace, wasn't it? And then, the, then the, the new coach that comes in wants to play something different and then all those players don't suit you know, that guy's plan. I suppose the one difference is that you don't see rookie coaches in the EPL. Mm. They've all got experience, and that that experience might be in another country, in another league, and and they can yeah. afford, and they can afford the payouts for the coaches that have been there for three games that they've just gotten rid of. And exactly, but if we sort of thing. I if mean, we look I back mean, through ours, we've paid out three coaches, to my knowledge, in the last yeah. four years. Well, have you seen that? Did you see that stat about David Moyes? If David Moyes gets relegated with West Ham, he'll still have another year on his United contract in the <laughs> Championship. Yeah. That's how crazy that is. We've got two teams relegated while he's still contracted by Man U. Yeah, <laughs> Moyes in. Um, I, I, I mean, I think Moss, Wormsley, and Ocon have to wear a lot of the blame for what happened while the other two are here and while Ocon's here because I think a lot of people don't agree with the way he's gone about certain things. Not having a plan B seems to be sort of the biggest thing. Maybe a few of his choices, starting choices, or whatever. Blah blah. But which is what I think you're sort of getting towards, Aaron, is how do you develop a coach if you don't give them the tools well, to let them develop? I'm, I'm, I guess putting it from another angle, the reason why Sydney are interested, if I'm reading it right, is that they believe that he can be a successful coach if he is resourced properly. Simple. And I I mean, I think I well, do, see, I do plays, tend to agree with that. Arnie plays the same tactics every single week and he has done for the last three years. So it's He's just got the players to yeah. do it. Yeah, I mean, I if 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 we were to spend an extra million bucks, an extra one point five on a marquee and another quality striker, Ocon maybe looks like a genius. 
I wonder whether or not if we hadn't had the injuries and suspensions that we've put up with recently and on top of that we had have actually uh, paid the money and got Giannu here, whether or not those three goals that he scored recently might have been the difference here and uh, given that he might have had his, the whole squad available, not the injures, injured squad that we've had and the suspended squad that we've had, that that might have been enough. Um, but even if but we spent a million, we'd still be the poor cousins of the league. Don't you think possible. every other team's worked out our you know, style of play though? Apparently not, because we played not Sydney, Sydney and beat them. Sydney so are the only ones that, as I just said, Arnie plays the same way. And what did Arnie get for not reading or figuring out our game plan? A promotion to Socceroos coach. So <laughs> I'm guessing that oh, not everyone agrees with that theory. That is absolutely head scratcher. I mean, we 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 can't we can't afford to keep on going down the path that we're on. We can't just keep on hiring a coach, not giving them the tools to improve the squad enough. And that comes back to the owner. And then, yeah, and then it flips back around and then we're back to square one. We can't afford to keep on doing it. We, we're, not, we're not a victory. We're not a Sydney FC. We're not a Wanderers. We don't have that sort of a football culture. We're not, we haven't been around for 100 years where people are just going to continuously rock up like a West Ham thing on the weekend where that stadium was still probably three-quarters full. More than, and, yeah, 90% and, full. Yeah, and they all didn't want to be there and they were all protesting, blah, blah, blah. We don't have that. People will just not come. Mm. And then we won't have a team. It's as simple as that. Because I I, I think we're, we're in this spot where I think Charlesworth's long-term game plan was to build up the centre of excellence, get it all completed. Which we're then, sitting in right now. And then probably sell it for probably around 25, maybe 30 mil when you combine this and the club and then maybe he breaks even by about 50 cents or he keeps some sort of an input into the centre of excellence, makes money off that but then offloads the football team to someone else. But at this stage, the centre of excellence still won't be done by the year 2030 and if the football team keeps on going the way it will... It's just a guess, yeah? Probably. If the football team keeps on going the way that it is, no one's going to come to the games and he'll be still losing twice as much money. (coughs) And then where are we? He goes, here's your licence, have a fave, I'm going. We're 16th in a 16-team comp. Yeah. I've never really believed that that was what his aims were at all. I might be the only person uh, on earth who has uh, believed in the reasoning for him being a part of the club, that he had an interest in uh, Australian football and being a part of Australian football himself. So I've never believed that right up until the point where he recently... Uh, came here for the FIFA meeting, failed to stay long enough to watch his team play Mm -hmm. and uh, despite our attempts to get in touch with him and to be able to speak to him about these details, he didn't respond to those and left the country and there's still no explanation. And look, I have had some form of relationship with the guy for a number of years and despite what people think, I have never known him to tell lies. Or to uh, avoid having the tough conversations. But this time, this year, I'm sorry, Mike, but you're not here. You're, mm. not, you're not explaining. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, we've, I think... The we haven't th- even had a fan forum this year. N- well, no. Nah, could you imagine? I mean, I think the three of us have all, all probably been in a room with Mike when he's been speaking and speaking about the club. I mean, when we've had either meetings for Yellow Army or for whatever. And he does seem 
genuinely passionate about football and about the club and wanting the club to become this big grand thing. But the simple fact is he's not doing the things for us to get there. He has, but he just this this year it's almost like he saw the writing on the wall and sort of ran away from it. In the past, he has sought out the views of the fans. He has wanted to speak to us about what's going on. He's wanted to explain to us things that people were suggesting were the case when they weren't. You know, and we made a profit during the early years, all of those theories. He was more than keen to be open about those things. But I don't understand why he hasn't been open this time. Um, and I don't understand why we haven't been able to talk to him about that because to me now's the time it must be obvious to him that uh that the you know hardened fans are walking away and frustrated so why not explain i don't think he just came here to grow the center of excellence to make money off it i think he came here to grow players through the center of excellence and sell them on yeah yeah i think that's all a part of the plan too but where is the plan yeah it's gone nowhere i mean ever since the office box been built there's been it's half empty well yeah that as well there's been no movement on the rest of the Centre of Excellence. Well, I, I know they're trying to deal with that road. It's all through the council, yeah. yeah. And that's what I mean. Like, how long... the It seems to be the longer that that drags on and the longer it's not done and he's not making money, the football team is going to be what suffers out of that. It's not just that. There's, there's also the relationship with Centre Coast football too. I, I don't really want to go too far into that. But, you know, why is there a Central Coast United... Mm. Like that's their own, that's Central Coast Football's own football club now. Yeah. Why do they have a relationship with Soccer Fives? Do the Mariners not have a relationship with Soccer Fives anymore? I think they do. These but are I the, think I've heard yeah. rumours of Academy not playing at Plume anymore next year. That that wouldn't surprise me. Well, we know that they don't train there. What is the breakdown? Why is there a breakdown there? Mm. These are the questions that we want Mike to answer. And, yeah. and, and you know, Mike, if you're listening to this pod, because I, I know that you've told us many times that you do, you've told me personally you do, then we're keen as mustard to hear from you from the horse's mouth why it is that we find ourselves in this predicament. Well, I've got some idea why it is that way, but I've only heard one side of the story. So, Well, I guess the next explanation that I want, I, I guess we understand the downturn and the money and that sort of stuff, but what next? Can we expect that we're not going to improve any over the next couple of years because we're going to be at the mercy of the numbskulls who are running football in Australia and we'll be going through this for the next few years? Or is there an expectation that uh, this is going to change? Or uh, yeah, I'm worried for the next TV deal. I think it's going to be worse. Well, if you look at the viewership numbers... Who's going to buy that? That shit's not pretty. The, no, what, there was one game... What game was on, on the weekend that got 22,000? Probably ours. But we're it, doing it might have been the Wanderers game, which is even worse, really. We seem to be doing weird things where we're we're on we're conflicting forces. Sometimes we're doing we've got behaviours going on that indicate we want to get more fans to actually go to the game, and then we verse that with other things that we do that suggest that we want to increase the numbers of viewers on TV. And 
you know, some of the stuff that there's some other things that I didn't mention earlier that FFA have done this year. I think it's the first year they've done them that uh, that are in the same vein as all their other efforts. Seven o'clock Sunday games. That's gone really well, hasn't it? Mm, um, and it, it is. You know what's perfect about it? I bet Fox love it, or at least thought it was a great idea for them to be able to put something on at a time that suited their scheduling purposes. But what has it done to the interest in football on Sundays? Yeah. And that's yeah. the kind and of I stuff. Think when you're watching it on telly, you, you need an atmosphere there to keep you interested. If you're just watching a flat game with no atmosphere, which you're is why, it off, you? which is why you know, legal smokies could be a decent idea. <laughs> or, or if you can't have legal smokies, at least get a little bit of latitude on the occasional swear word and to get rid of a bit of your sensitivity when it relates to the FFA. You pussies. We had, <laughs> we had four coppers. Yeah. Watching a big screen of our bay and the away bay. Why? When there was four people in there. Yeah. No doubt when we walked out of the ground that night you're talking about. There's one cop for each guy. There was riot police cars going past outside. Why? Hmm. I, I think maybe someone wanted to start a fight in Bay 17 or something stupid. Well, you know, there's always one goat, but <laughs> outside of those goats and, you know... They they just over police everything and and don't seem to communicate well um, with the fans and don't seem interested in like I'm sure this story's come up before but we went to the F3 Derby a year or two ago we walked out of there there was a bit of a scuffle on the way out somehow my missus is involved in a push and shove with a riot copper you've got to be kidding she has she absolutely asking for it. <laughs> Mate, she's oh, sorry, barely punching. even interested in football, let alone having a fight with someone over well, it. She outside. does a thug life t- tattered over her fingers. So. <laughs> <laughs> she was burned off because they were being over police. They were over policing with another fan who we know, and that's hmm. all it was about. That's what they, well, they do at every game. They were pushing it? us around, though. That's, that's why she that's why reacted. Started, yeah. yeah, and so if if she's you know somehow getting sucked into being involved in that kind of stuff, then we are clearly over policing football. I still can't mm. believe she knocked out like five blokes. <laughs> <laughs> golden Golden Gloves champ. <laughs> I hope she's listening. Um, <laughs> you you, you force it, don't you? <laughs> you Speaking for- of waffles, <laughs> Fred's question. <laughs> segue. That, that segue. Finally up to Fred's question. We've done all of it, I think, except for the last one. Yeah. All right, well, we've already answered the other two. Also, can waffles be classified as dinner? No. Waffles are, des- uh, waffles are dessert. <clears throat> I'm with Josh on that one. Come off it. What's the excuse, Mara? But they had bacon. Exactly. I ate them with a knife and fork. Bacon and waffles is... So the bacon yeah. is dinner and the waffles are dessert? Is that the way you go? It's just... The combo, mate. It's it's like yeah, it's like breakfast, lunch, tea, and I, to be honest, I am judging it without ever having it before. So you I think I it. need to try it out for you myself to, anyway, to judge it. We went out there for uh, dinner at Sidelines, so thank you, Sidelines. It was delicious. And yes, is the answer. The waffles are good. That Philly cheese steak. Oh, I wish I was eating that right now. Making me hungry. Right, Hull's goal against Perth. Some positive stuff now. Oh, that was a good goal. Cracker. It was a good goal. <laughs> he was one of the only ones. <clears throat> he was one of the only players to put in effort that whole game. Yeah, it was a really good effort in the first half when he passed it straight to the Perth player. Yeah, he makes a central <laughs> pass to, <laughs> he to put their in, striker. He put in a good physical effort. He put it right in front of him and he was in on goal. It was great. It's beautiful. Um, but no, that that goal was a peach. But that's that's what's that's what's been 
that's kind too of the, far. That's the kind of the auxiliary players you need to do that sort of stuff. Yes, that's but it's been there's been so little of that from him and from Payne this season. It's just killed us. It really has. In the same game, it's, I think that sums it up, that uh, in the first half he passes it to them and nearly gets the assist, and in the second half he scores a cracker. That's mm. the consistency that he's It was got pretty much the exact same year. sort of game that he was in against Adelaide. Is it scored, scored that early goal, and then the rest of the game was passing it to the opposition and getting boxed in every time he had the ball. Is it confidence, lack of confidence? Players not, you know, not having the confidence to pass it to where they should? As I, as I said before, I, I saw a few players just sort of hang on to it and hang on to it and not make that decent pass because I think it's I lack know, of do they, do they I think feel like they can't do it. I think it's lack of confidence in your teammates, massively. Yeah, I mean, early on in the season, we heard heaps about about how good how good the dressing room was, how good the culture was, how close all the boys were. And that seems to have slowly, slowly and slowly gone away as the season's gone on and gotten worse. So I, I mean, I don't think I don't think they all hate each other, but I don't think they have the confidence in each other at all. What are you doing, Morrow? Why, why is Morrow taking selfies on Instagram? I don't know. He's suggesting I'm bored here. You looked pretty bored. Right, um, Academy MPL two started this weekend at Plume Park, and we won one nil. Gave me a smiley. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can you in, explain why you said that, please? In early, young fella who scored the winner, smiley. Thank you. I mean, that was the first time I've enjoyed football in months. It was good fun. That afternoon. But it was it, mostly Carryong's fault. It was. So there was there was <laughs> NPL on the main field at Plume, and then on the front field was Wungara and some team from Orange playing in the FFA Cup, which Wungara won. And that poor team had to drive all the way back to Orange on a Sunday night uh, at about 7 o'clock. They had to leave. Well, that, that was when the game actually ended. So at another out of there by 7.38, that's a long trip. And then on the backfield was Carryong and Hurstville Glory in the FFA Cup as well, which that was the cracker of a game. And we started watching the academy game. Uh, was it... Was it half time when we moved? It was the punch up. It was just before half time. It was just just before half time. So there was a punch up in the carry on game, which made us all migrate from the MPL game <laughs> down to the carry on game. Uh, to none of us play for carry on. You used to Aaron. Yes. Um, so we're not carry on carry on supporters necessarily. But I'm a carry on hater. You got to support the local boys. Yeah. Somewhat <laughs> secretly. But Get behind our brave boys. <laughs> um, so oh, we that's why you've written that up there. Yeah, that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we went down to the uh, we went down there to have a yell at the uh, Hurstville boys, which went well for a while. When was it? it was when we got there, Carryong were up. Yeah, and then Hurstville came back. Can they we, were, can they we were, talk they were about up three two, weren't they? Or was it two one and then two all? Can we talk about how the Hurstville keeper went down with cramp? The goalkeeper went down with cramp. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, and he had literally done nothing. Mate, it was he all went down with cramp and he had done nothing. And he had the same body type as me. He was, carrying a, spare, he was carrying a spare tyre around the gut. Oh my God. And he goes Excuse down with cramp. Me. Excuse me, he had done eight high-speed metres. <laughs> he was a solid 130 kilos. It was, yeah, it was pretty funny. But it was, I think... Time-wasting at his best. I think carrying one went up like three to it. Uh, towards the end, and then no, Hurstville were up. 
and then carry on got this back. This is the worst match report of the <laughs> I can't remember. I can't the excitement remember. got the better of you. Sound, you sounded like Archie. We were way too excited because then there was a red card. <laughs> there was a red card in the MPL game and we had to run from one fence over to the other to see what had bloody happened. Yeah, that is true. And then, anyway, long story short, carry on were up. Uh, they were up goals. They were up 4-3. Halfway, halfway, halfway through extra time, they were up. Yeah. And then Hurstville equalised. and then A corner. Four minutes from the end, they scored direct from a corner for the winner. And Carryong had had two one-on-one chances. Due and a penalty. Oh, they had a massive. And, a pen. and they missed a penalty. <laughs> they had a massive chance in the first half of extra time that was that somehow missed it. It was it was just counter-attacking football for like the last twenty minutes of the game. It was glorious. Yeah, yeah. there was misplaced passes, flying tackles, it was, shanks it was, going it everywhere. Was, yeah, it was, it was local footy at its best. It was good fun. But you know it's the magic of the cup when after the game one of their players has given us the bird and be trying to abuse it. <laughs> <laughs> mate, we're not even carry on fans, mate. We're going back to our we're going back to the watch the Mariners exactly. game. What are you we're doing? just having a bit of fun. And it was the bloody keeper, wasn't it? It's was like, mate, I'm not the one that went down with cramp after doing one <laughs> jump to get the ball. I love local mm. football. Peak time wasting. But no, it was it was a good night. Um Gosford got up too as well. Apparently. There was a couple up of the Rams. A couple of local teams were playing away. Mm. Wyoming got up earlier, and uh, so don't they play tomorrow night? Is that tomorrow night? It's either tomorrow night or Thursday, I think, against Central Coast United. There we go. So that'll be fun. Um, MPL was all right. It was a bit of a scrappy game, but, I mean, early in the season, we got the three points. That's all that really matters. After we scored, it was pretty scary when um, the opposition almost scored and uh, Pierce made a good save. Mm. (laughs) Had us worried. Did anyone film that? No, there's no proof. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Ah, we're just jumping around here, aren't we? Um, Hiardiasm shirts are in. The printer's done them. So That's unfortunate timing with him being out for the rest of the season when we've just got the shirts in. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, sucked in, we got your money. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, They look good. They look tidy. I, haven't, yeah. uh, I saw uh, yet, t- Tyson, Tyson cut off the sleeves and going with the, the singlet look. Which looked a bit different, but it was okay. Nothing wrong with that. I'd bit of modification, customization. Yeah. It doesn't listen anyway, so it's all good. <laughs> we'll find out now. Now I've got a list here. Do we want to bother talking about this shit or not? No. Last week's games. How long? Have you can probably stuff that happened like two weeks ago. Naboo's off to Japan. Yeah, it's all big loss, big loss for them. It's There's some things done. we have to talk about, isn't there? Surely we want to talk about. There's um, a rumor that Petratus is going as well. Yeah, there is. That'd be good. We surely want to talk about how Geordie Boyce dived on the ground like a big clown. Or Keep more. rolling, rolling, rolling. rolling. <laughs> uh, no, no, Bess Barisha had the record. I think it was eight rolls. All right, yeah, all right yeah. then, Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> and uh, what else? Um, Roy. Um, has been suspended? Yes. Yeah. Well, his fist, his closed fist did come in contact with the other guy's head, regardless of whatever else <laughs> happened. I don't know why people are wondering why he got suspended, but that is part of Roy's game. And Adelaide has a new owner. Mm. Dutch can sort him. No one can figure out what they're about. It's a bit random. Hmm. Nobody knows. Nobody knows who they are, and nobody knows what these other supposed clubs that they own or owned. It's completely out of the blue. Would we want such a group to take our club over? It'd be fun for a while. Show me the bank balance. Mm. 
show me the bank balance that you have transferred into our account. We don't necessarily have a um, fit and proper test for owners, do we? We've had Clive Palmer and we've had... um, Clive Palmer. (laughs) What's the guy? What was the mining magnet that had North Queensland? I can't remember his name. Tinkler's, no. Mining magnet. Oh, we had Tinkler as well in Newcastle. So we don't really have a fit and proper test like the FA, but... With the FA, they just get paid out anyway and they go straight through. If they're going to pay the five mil, the FA don't care. Uh, well, good luck to them. Hope it works out for them. There's other news, but I can't be bothered. I'm just looking up the North Queensland Fury owner and the first thing that's come up is Fury owner bows out as A-League, stare, as A-League stares at 20 million debt. Mm. I just see what that is now. March 4th, 2010 article. Who was it? That mining magnate. Um, just trying to find the name. This is brilliant. Podcasting. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a we love a bit of ad hoc pod. It's a Gaddy article. <laughs> Please delete all this. Edit. Oh, E League, E League. You've been enjoying the E League boys. Don Matheson. Don Matheson was is the Fury North Queensland Fury owner. Oh, okay. The E right. League is that where those electric cars race? <laughs> oh no, that's Formula E. Formula E. Sorry. Um, Mariners are top. They're unbeaten, aren't they? Second. I think. Second? Yeah. In Formula E? Shut up. I have no interest in the A-League, to be honest. <laughs> Leave it as Gatti. It's quite, <laughs> quite evident from his tweets. None of the baby boomer soccer journos like the, like the E-League. They don't get it. They don't understand it. Old man yells at cloud. Old man yells at video game. I get it. I just don't know what it's got to do with football. Because it's a game about football. Oh, we need, based yeah, on football. we need to set up that Twitch. We'll do that shortly. What? Jess versus Morrow. The blind leading the blind. If I see in the E-League a foot touch a ball, I'll change my mind. But all I'm seeing is thumbs touching buttons. That's what video games are. Mm. Footballs with the foot and the ball. I know that seems a bit vague to you. All right then, Aaron Gatt. Listeners, can you let us know if you would watch a Twitch of my fiancé versus Aaron Morrow? Let us know your thoughts on the E-League. Do you hate it? Do you like it? Do you don't don't get it? Make sure you include your age so that we can be ageist. Yeah, that would be good. (laughs) Ageist, yes. But, uh, okay. Aaron 50 from Narara. That's right. Let's get back to it. E-League hater. We've got victory coming (laughs) up. It's a half century. Shut up. We've got victory coming up this weekend. Thoughts? You, t- you two are going it's down. It's going to be fantastic, Josh. <laughs> so I've just been told on Twitter by a victory fan it's supposed to be 37 degrees on Sunday. Unless they told me 35. So that's going to be fun, sweating my balls off in the away bay while we get done 5-0. <laughs> I'm not sitting near <laughs> you now. Unless you nice and lubed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sitting near you now. <laughs> um, I, I love going down to Melbourne. Melbourne's a great city. We're not, um, you're not going for the bloody football, are you? I'm definitely not going for the football. It's just convenient that you're we have the away game. You're going for a cock block run, aren't you? <laughs> You can't include that, surely. You've got to edit that shit out. <laughs> the editing in this pod's going to be huge. No, it's going up as it is. <laughs> oh, sadly, I'm not going there really for football either, although I am. What are you going for? Are oh, you going for a concert, aren't you? I'm doing a concert on Friday night He's in going Sydney. for Ed Sheeran. He, he loves the ginge. Stage show loves on a bit of Saturday ginge. night in Melbourne. And uh, I'll go to the football. See, this guy lo- likes stage shows but doesn't get the, the video game E-League. That just sums up the generational gap right there, doesn't it? Yes. Does it? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Love a good stage show. Yeah. yeah. Well, Pr- let's... Priscilla let's, boys. No, come on. How, how are we going to go? Let's look at the table, all right, in terms of this game. Do we have to? We're nine points off Adelaide in sixth spot. 
and we got five games left. We can do it if they lose <laughs> every game. So what's our run home victory? Victory, Sydney victory. at home. Mm. Victory, Brisbane, Sydney. Brisbane away. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put this out there. My tipping comp's gone out the window <clears throat> long time ago. I forgot to tip this week. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That, um, I was out for this. An week. old man puts on glasses. Knock it off, you blokes. Victory, Sydney, Brisbane, City, Jets. That is a solid run in. So the only team, and the only team we're playing, and that is near us, yeah, is the Raw. So and like, the only the Sydney and Newcastle games are at home. The rest are away. Yeah, just only, quietly we didn't get near them last time. The only way we're making the six is if we're going to have to rely on other results and still have to pick up points. Yeah, but that relies on us winning. That's what I mean. So that's the problem. That's what I mean. So I mean, <laughs> I know I I I we. It'll be a massive upset. Well, the Jets might be massive decimated upset by the time we get there. Massive upset if we actually won this game. But I mean, I we don't like to be always negative. But it's been hard ever since we've started this bloody podcast up again. <laughs> but I think we've had 14 wins since we've been doing this again. Is it that many? I think so. Jesus. Well, <laughs> isn't um, it? I mean, I can't see us making the six. No, I can't. It's it's done. After, after I thought we because needed to beat, we home. needed to beat Perth. How many wins did we have last year? Six or seven? Not that many, was it? Not not a lot. Okay, we're up to 13. Five, then. Not a lot. Like anyway, I mean, our run home, we've got to verse top four teams. Yeah, right. No, in our run home, so we're not, we're not, we're not. Unless there's a miracle, like in your song, just to go. I full, was going to say, just, all we need is a miracle, just to go full circle. <laughs> I don't, mean, don't a, ever unless, sing again. <laughs> unless there is a miracle, we're not making the six, and that's where we're at. Isn't it fair to say that we needed to beat Brisbane? I think that's now three or four games ago. And Western Sydney and Perth, and had we done that, we would be sitting pretty in. They sixth. were all must-win games, exactly. And when we d- lost the first two, our chances diminished heavily. And when we lost this one, it became all we need is a miracle. Mm. Sorry, Josh. I'm going to mute you, Mike, in a sec. Please stop. I think, I think we're done anyway. Singing. Are we, are we done? <laughs> what are we done? We're done. And I mean, and we're, we're done with our support. The yeah. serious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. we are fair with the fans, guys. So. If you're yeah, still listening, I salute you, honestly. <laughs> if you're still supporting this club, I salute you. Yes. Well, we're I still mean, supporting it. We're just <laughs> putting less effort in. I was joking, mate. Honestly, I still support them all the way, boys. The serious get behind concern, our brave boys. The serious concern is that we potentially could still get the spoon. We're we, only we're, we're only just three the, points off the spoon with five games left. We need Wellington to just continue well, to lose and be crap. They've got Greenacre in, in, in charge now. Mm, and I mean, but they got spanked on the weekend by the Wanderers, but they... Hopefully that continues. When when they play good, they play pretty good. And they can get it. They can definitely get a result. Whereas we play... What's their run-in? We, we need to look at their run-in. Yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's not positive. <laughs> it's just not positive. There's not there's not much positivity to talk about. Sorry, um, for upcoming podcasts, I'll probably be here for the next two, and then I'll be away for two, and then I'll be back for after the Jets game. So, well, let's just pod when we can. Yes, let's just, just letting listeners know what's going to happen because we're incredibly technically challenged without you, Jimmy. We pod when we can. We've we've thought about this before, but. Um, 
I won't include you in my hopeless. We only comment, pod when Josh, we can. I'm hopeless at this stuff. So I know this is the <coughs> Coast Football Ramble, but we really have turned into a ramble this episode. We what have turned we into a ramble. We've been a ramble for years, mate. What's going on? It wasn't a ramble. It's honest discussion. That's <coughs> what it is. Not really been focused, though. That's what all of the other... We've been focused on the Mariners. This, this is more like the chat we had on uh, on Friday night down at Sidelines. That's good. That's, that's the way that's, we like it. That's what it should be. Mm. It's it's that chat, but with... More depressing. No, a, few more, a few more people <laughs> listen, being able to listen to it. <laughs> Those onion rings are quality, eh? They were good. <laughs> Yeah. So, are we going to do previews for the next round and then go no, home? fuck it. Let's no. go. All right, thank you for listening. I'm sorry <laughs> it was so depressing. Um, there were some funny bits in it, I guess. But um, well, I think, no, but in all seriousness... We're just, done. Just to wrap it up. No, no. I think there's there's a lot of... <laughs> all right, go home. There's a lot of people that <laughs> feel the same way that we do. A lot. Oh, yeah. A lot of people yeah, yeah, yeah. that feel exactly the same. And that's a <coughs> serious concern that needs well, to be fixed. Our podcast page on the forums just turned into hopelessness, basically. Mm. Yeah, everyone's sort that's of like, good. yeah, like uh, my family used to come with me. They're not coming anymore. It's hard to get them there. So, you know, I might not bother going anymore. So. My mates think we're, we're um, pretty resilient to have done as many pods as we have done this year. Go us. Go us. Go us. Thanks for listening. Do you know what? The people that put in more effort are the ones that listen. listen. I was literally just about to say that. Literally, you took the words out of my mouth. Like, the most dedicated fans are the ones that listen to us. True that. And the people that say it brightens up their Wednesday, you must have a shitty Wednesday. (laughs) Sorry about tomorrow, then. (laughs) It's going to be dark and gloomy. Where that little ray of sunshine in an overcast day... (laughs) No, seriously. Thank you for listening. We, We appreciate every person that does listen and we appreciate everyone that comes up and says that they listen to the pod and they enjoy it like yeah well, it's great, I, great when people do that so we, we appreciate that i love those interactions where they come up and say oh, i'm a listener you know yeah you know, we had that at uh sydney away it's like usually, two or three times usually mm. sydney away when they come up to us and say hello it's, it's because there's a lot of alcohol involved with sydney away that's why they're more loose people people talk more when they're a bit looser but uh will you be in the bay on, on against sydney josh well um, only if the wedding stops early. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. <laughs> Definitely don't come to the game. So Pulse Saturday night? Pulse? No, I'm not hitting up that joint. <laughs> Joking, of course. You'll ruin your wedding well, day yeah, if you come to It depends how long game. we're going to go at the wedding, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Not for how you. long is it going to go? Is there, a, is there an end? Well, I don't know. Time or? Well, when he says I do, it's done. Pretty much. <laughs> your, your, life's well, see, no, no, your life's over again. That's when it starts. Oh. Right. I've got to drive, so I can't really have too much unless I spread it out. You got to drive, I'll talk mate. You got to get someone else to drive if you're the groom. I'll yeah. sort it out. Someone should take you to your hotel in a hot rod or something. We're going there in hot rods. Good idea. Nice. Leave there as well in hot rods. Hot yeah, rods. I might do that actually. Yeah, I might drive out in the tea bucket. It'd yeah. be funny to see Jess try and get in that. Oh, are we editing yeah. all of this? Shit no, it's out. staying in. <laughs> it's. I'm not touching it. You're just going to upload the whole thing. Yeah. See, people, we when we keep, when you hear us say, "Are you going to edit this out?" We don't do everything on the first take, and there is some stuff that we do. That oh, there Phil will does be one thing out. that Luke said earlier that I'm going to edit out, uh, and that's about what, it. When Aaron named names, when I asked, "Should we name names?" and you said no, and then he Aaron didn't name names. He named started, multiple names. Yeah, he named them all. <laughs> <laughs> he named all of them. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week, I think. Yeah. It's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. See ya. That's it.